ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the first ever episode of late nights in the field now i know i said welcome back because it kind of feels like i've done this before but i haven't now i know what you're saying who is this and what is this well first of all my name is devon gorham and th these are just some personal journals because i live a very interesting life I met a lot of interesting people, and I've seen a lot of interesting things, just to say the least. So if you guys can uh, bear with me through this little shit show I call my life, then we can have some interesting times. So I guess the best way to introduce myself is to just tell a little bit about myself and and how I came to be this this, this monster of a man. Right, so it was 1993, Inglewood, California, Sentinel Hospital. The monster was born. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I just grew up just all over, all over California, uh, Southern California to be specific. And if if you're not familiar with with too many areas. I grew up in like some parts of San Bernardino and then mostly Los Angeles. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit. So if you guys are not too familiar with California, Los Angeles is its own identity, right? And I'm only sidetracking because in order to learn about me, you got to learn about the city of Los Angeles and really what it is. And what it does to people, right? So, when most people think of California, they only say, describe, and picture Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is one small part relative to the whole California. Um, there's so many different parts, languages, and everything else that, that California has to offer. Now... I, you know, I grew up as a kid. I, I tried to get into to anything that I could. You know what I mean? Typical story. You know what I'm saying? Parents didn't have no much money. I mean, you know how that goes, right? So I, I just tried to do all I can. I tried to ride skateboards, scooters, bikes. Just trying to do everything I can, you know, just to have a normal childhood. But, oh, did I have everything but a normal childhood, right? I mean, it's just, if we talking gang violence, if we, now, let me just backtrack a little bit. Because on this podcast, there's going to be no filter, none of this. I'm telling you, real, the raw, I, I'm not even going to tell you, I might even tell you some shit that I might even regret I'm saying, but, you know, these are journals, so. This is chapter one. So, you know, um, most of my family, right, you know, it's just, well, okay, I'll call them my birth family, right, because I'm, I'm so far separated from them now. But we'll get to that later. So my birth family, right, they're, they're so different from me, you know what I'm saying? They really have, they really have an, an 
like engorge themselves in, into like the gang culture, into like, you know, when people use the phrase, you know, product of my environment, right? That's kind of what they were. Now, I'm not saying nothing bad about them. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I respect all of them. You know what I mean? It just polar opposites, right? So, you know, I was a kid, I, I was always moving. Um, I, I lived in Eaglewood, Eaglewood for a while. You know, just I just moved so many different places, right? And so, and so to really dive into the story, we got to get deep and we got to get a little bit traumatic. So, I remember a story, right, when I was like eight years old, right? Of course, you know what I'm saying? You, you you always get disciplined, right? As a child, you would always get disciplined, right? And and I remember um, one day in particular, right? Um, my older brother, right? He was about, well, about what, five, five years, my senior, right? So I believe one day he was like, are you with my mom, you know, or whatever. And I think like... Um, she was like hitting him, right? It was like whooping him. I, yeah, she was like whooping him, and you know, so he, of course, he didn't like it. I mean, no kid does, right? And then so he called the police, and then so he, I, in his mind, he thought the police was going to do something to her. No, sir. They grabbed the kids, like they grabbed us. And to the foster system, we went. And when I tell you, there was nothing fun, cool. There's nothing not traumatic about the foster system. I'll just say that, right? You know what I'm saying? And 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 throughout this, you know, series of this podcast, we'll 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 dive we'll dive deep into it. We'll go into. You know, some of the horrible things that I've seen, some advice that I gave, <laughs> some advice that I gave, yeah, just like some advice that I just, I've gained, you know, throughout these years, Um, not, not coming from a place that like I'm like perfect or above anything, I'm just saying like if you survive like the war that is the foster care system, like you can have some merit to speak on some things. I mean, that's just how I personally feel. So, right. It's eight years old, right? And I'm moving with this uh this family. I'm trying to remember the first family. I'm okay, I think not too hundred percent sure, but I'm but I think this um first family, right? We'll call them K and S. Cause I don't know if I really want to get their real names just because you know what I'm saying whatever I don't want people bugging me anyway so we went to KNS is home right luckily I was with my brother most kids they get separate they get separated um from you know what I'm saying their siblings I mean which is is terrible that's traumatic in, in, in its own self but luckily I wasn't right and so it was kind of cool, you know what I'm saying? The dad, um, Kay, he was cool and stuff. The, it was like this, like, two-story home. 
um the couple had a, a daughter and a son already the daughter had a down syndrome and then the son he was he was older he was like really close to 18 at the time so he was just you know on the at that phase where he was kind of aging out right but like i said all all good people the dad was a construction worker the mom was a, a teacher right you know what i'm saying a, a good little foundation right oh, very nice home but i mean the the only thing like the only thing off-putting about that home was kind of like there'd be like some weird moments like 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 with the guy uh, the dad, right? Okay. So, and I remember one time, you know what I'm saying? I was sleeping, right? And then Kay comes in. He, he like opens the door, you know what I'm saying? Drunk. And he just started mumbling. Like, I, I don't know 100% remember what he said uh, verbatim, but he was like, oh, you know, I I'll fuck everybody up in this. I was like, I I I, I don't know hundred percent what he said, but it was just something like violent. Some it was something so belligerent and so just like, and it really just like opened my eyes to like to people's true like true selves and true intentions. Cause like I was like uh you know eight or nine years old, I I didn't know like people can be deeper than what they show you know what i mean i was like oh you know he's cool he's a cool guy like he i thought that you know i thought what you see is what you get in people right and obviously obviously that's not the case and for anybody that lives in los angeles that is definitely not the case but so like after he said that it was just so weird like that was the creep, creepiest weird vibe I ever got. Like, just busting open my door, drunk, and like be like, "Oh, I'll, I'll fuck everybody up," or "I'll, I'll do." This. I don't know. It was some, some belligerent, right? And so, you know, those were the only kind of like, like weirdest moment that kind of stood out. Cause like, right, I've been to like a lot of different, like, uh, homes, right. And of course, I'll get into those other homes, right? But this first home, what was not as bad as the other ones I went to. Like this first home, that you know, the K and S house, it, it was almost a kind of a cakewalk compared to the other houses <laughs> that I've been to, right? Because I've been to like over like what ten or something like that homes or whatever, and so. Right, I'm right in third grade. Right, I couldn't like. I don't know. I guess I couldn't like read as good in third grade. So right, the the lady, uh, S, she, she takes me outside. Right, we're sitting on this um patio. We're sitting on this like wide like you know what I'm saying this wide couch. And she was like, "Hey, um." You know, Sam, talking to your school, and um, you're kind of like uh behind on like your reading and stuff. Like, we might have you like re repeat a grade. And for me, I, I, I'm just I'm really the person like, ever since a kid, I just been really go with the flow, 
You know what I mean? I've never been nothing too 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 wild or or too competitive. You know, I just been real really go with the flow. And then I didn't even really understand that that impact. I was like, oh, I got to repeat a grade. I was like, um, oh, I go, oh, okay, I, I, okay, you know, you know what I'm saying? Not really putting putting too much thought into it. And so, right, repeating that grade, it just felt weird because that just put me on a weird, that put me on like a weird trajectory, like through my whole like schooling because I'm now becoming like a year or two like older, you know what I'm saying, than my peers. Now, of course, you know what I'm saying, like in, in, in later years, that doesn't matter, but like as a kid, like that the separation of like an extra one or two years, it, it does kind of matter and stuff. You know, saying so you'll get made fun of a little bit, and, and it just makes like you know, what I'm saying it just makes it a little, things a little bit weird, right? So I had to repeat the third grade, and the home was, I mean, the home was good. They did the best that that they could. Um, the, the daughter with Down syndrome w- w- was really cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they really uh, cared about her. It was just for me. I think the 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 dad was just weird. Like I remember. Um, and then and then I'm a I'm a move from from this this home, but I'm just trying to paint a better picture of it before I move on to like the homes that were like kind of bad. But for right now, I want to just paint a, a better picture of it just so that people know how, how this uh, foster system operates. So just to skip around a little bit, how the foster system operates is like, you'll get like assigned like a, a caseworker, right? In the caseworker, right? She's like the liaison between like the, the foster parents and like the, the foster agency, right? And then, so she'll, she'll come in and well she's like a three-way right between the foster agency the foster parents and then you the foster child right so you have a person comes in like every week or two weeks right they'll talk to you like one-on-one to see like how's it going how are they treating you how's school you know what i'm saying just just to make sure you're on the right path you're safe you're good right And so there's like a lot of rules in the, in the home, right? Like everything has to be like, you know what I'm saying, safe. So, you know, they're, the cleaning products have to be locked up. And, you know what I'm saying, there has to be like a bed or something for the child. You know what I'm saying, just, just, just basic things like that. And so the thing that like got got me removed from that place was like the fact that like they had a pool right and you had to have a a fence so many um so many feet around the pool right because they don't want um a kid or something to like fall in the pool or something like that right and then so the the guy the dad his name was let's call him kagan he he built like um he built this 
you know what I'm saying? This little fence, right? And then they, the social worker, they come, they say, oh, mm, the fence is not tall enough. And then so, like, he couldn't, like, stop everything he's doing just to rebuild a fence. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, he works and stuff. He's a, you know what I'm saying? He's a, a stepdad and all that. So he, he can't just, like, stop everything that he's doing. So then they're like, oh, now you, you don't meet the deadline. You don't meet the deadline. So, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're going to grab, going to grab the, the me. <laughs> Um, but I, I am skipping ahead a little bit. So some of the major things, uh, that I missed was like, okay. So there was like, like, I think there's like so many people in the house, right? Cause they were, you know, the couple, you know, as the foster parents, there was me and my brother. And then there was another guy and his brother right so you got like two sets of brothers their own two child and then them thinking about it now i'm like how did we all fit in that freaking house i mean yeah yeah it was a two-story but like you know what i mean that's like way too many people <laughs> but anyway um so yeah, the other two boys were were really cool. And then like I said, the their their son, the couple's son, uh, was actually really cool. He he he's someone that uh you know, I, I think I'm I think I'm in contact with him now, which is rare because I'm not really in contact with like anyone from those days, from any home that I was in, from like any schooling, you know what I'm saying? It's it's pretty rare. Um, I haven't talked to him in years though, but I still have him on social media. But anyways, so, so, okay. So this was pretty much everything from the first house, right? Just kind of painting, painting that picture. Um, just one moment, one little, like one, one, one moment that I want to share before I, I move on is, um, there's one day where, you know, me and my brother, we were like washing dishes, right? And all of a sudden, like, we, we heard something in the bushes, like some in the bushes. So we were like, whoa, whoa, hold on, like, whoa. So we were so scared. It was like late at night, too. It was probably like nine o'clock. Maybe like nine or 10 o'clock. We heard that sound in the bushes without hesitation. We turned around and we ran as fast as we could. Go, 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 boom, boom, boom. We reached the stairs. Ran out there. Turn left. We like bolted straight into right the couple's room, right? Banging on the door. Hey, yo, 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 yo. Right? The guy, uh, the husband answers the door, right? He's like, Whoa, like, what's, what's, what's going on? You know, we're like, oh, like, we hear something. We see something. Like, we hear something. You know, so we see something. Uh, <laughs> so he was like, oh, okay. He goes, um, he goes to his bed and he gets like this, like, this, like, the Smith and, the Smith and Western, like, 
snub nose, like little like forty eight, right? It's, it's pretty much like a revolver, if you if you guys don't know, right? And then, so he now he, he wouldn't let us in the room, right? Because we were so scared. Like when we were banging the door, as soon as he opened the door, we were trying to bolt in because we were scared. We didn't know if somebody was gonna come in, right? We were like super scared, so. He like, he blocks us with his arm for us to not, does like for us to not like let us in the room. But I'm like, yo, bro, like, we'll put somebody in the house. So I'm pretty sure like they were having like, like sex because like he was in his underwear. <laughs> so just imagine a guy, bare belly, like tidy whities with a holster of a little like 38 is like walking down to go check the bushes and they check and see like what's what's going on i think that was hilarious looking back of course but yeah like as as i remember now they never let us in that room <laughs> that room was like the holy grail or something they never let us in that room but yeah i was probably there about like two years maybe you know since um that was a good home like i said i we did get removed just because that the thing with the fence uh, like i said the, the the um child protective services they're they're really just strict on on you know send the child safety laws so you know it is what it is it sucked because i'm saying you can move from schools and all that and like I said, like throughout more episodes of this podcast, um, I'll go details of more stories of like me shooting, me seeing like stabbings, and me seeing people on drugs, and, and you know, what I'm saying the the fights, the the homeless shelters, like the 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 gangs. Like I'm gonna go through all those stories, but I just want to more to have a more broad introduction and just a a brief kind of you know a a brief kind of chapter one of like what it's like you know what I'm saying now I know that my experience you know what I'm saying isn't doesn't reflect like all people that that have been in that situation like of course a lot of people have are worse you know what I'm saying a lot of people a lot of these kids like they're on drugs and a lot of these kids don't have like de- degrees and, and things of that nature. But like I said, you guys, um, if you guys want to do any uh, voice messages, let me know. We'll do more stories, more questions. All right, guys, thank you for the first episode, and we will be out. Bye.